What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korbeck and we are previewing week eight of the NFL season. Woo! Yeah, baby. If you're wondering who to start, who to sit in your fantasy football lineups, go to fantasyfootball.theringer.com, which is in the episode description. I get it, Craig. Ural. It. It's a ural. Stop. It's not funny. Fantasyfootball.theringer.com. <laughs> rankings Jesus. by position. It's a little fun. All right. Fun. <laughs> the, you can combine Shut me down. running back, receiver. Heifetz is going to be a terrible parent. Dad, look what I drew. It's a Not shitty drawing. Fun. Shut up, kid. <laughs> Go study. <laughs> Keep working on it. Doesn't even look like a bird. We also have our FanDuel lineups. We have our FanDuel contest. You can join. It's at FanDuel.com slash Ringer FFS. So you can join that. That also is in the episode description. Would just like to say I'm top 50 in that right now. So come at your boy. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Craig is at Craig Horlbeck on Twitter. DK is at Danny B. Kelly. I am at Danny Square Heifetz. Instagram's Danny Heifetz. And I try to answer starts to questions on Twitter on Sunday mornings. X. I'm actually never going to call it X, so it's fine. Week eight, I have bad news, guys. There's no game of the year this week. I know. It's such a bummer. Zero it's, generational matchups? It's blowout week, week eight here. There's a lot of spreads over a touchdown or around a touchdown. We got, I, even though you're hearing this on Friday, the Bills were nine and a half favorites over the Bucks. We'll see what happened there. Dallas is a touchdown over the Rams. Philly, a touchdown over Washington. Miami, nine and a half over the Patriots. Baltimore, nine and a half over Arizona. Kansas City, only a touchdown over Denver. Kind of weird. Huh. And Chargers, huh. minus nine over Chicago. You're telling me that the Chargers are nine points better than the Bears, but the Chiefs are not seven points better than the, the Broncos? <laughs> What's going on there, Vegas? Well, what are you doing, I, Vegas? Maybe because the Chiefs are on the road. Oh, wait, no. The Chiefs have won their last 16 games against the Broncos. <laughs> not sure what's going on there. Uh, I don't know. It's also just weird. I, there are a, a quarter of the league is starting a backup quarterback this week. A quarter. And then if you just include like 40% of the teams in the league, like 13 of 32, either have a backup or a player who's in their first year as a starter. 
which I think actually does go a long way to explaining why, I don't know, it's just like big spreads and also just like, I don't know, this sloppy play, all the sacks are up and all the numbers we've been talking about, points are lower than ever, yards per attempt, like there's so many things going into it, but the quarterbacks are younger than ever. But again, like there's just less experience. It's all backups and freaking rookie guys. <laughs> freaking, I feel like we're going to Costanza it. This is going to be the week that everybody just plays beautiful Yeah, break offense. the scoring record and we're just like, you know what, all these guys don't come back. I will say, I think it's worth going through a bunch of the backup quarterback situations and kind of just a fantasy check-in of just like, yeah. are we going to play these guys or not? Starting with, I mean, the only one really that matters. Brock Purdy, cult leader extraordinaire, in concussion protocol this week. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to play. I, it, They're not ruling it out yet. I this, thing, this is like a classic Purdy situation, man. He's like already back at practice. It's Thursday. So we're recording this Thursday afternoon. He came back to practice. And I think that means there's so there's five steps in a concussion protocol. I think I saw on Twitter that, you know, someone said, and you can't lie on Twitter, that that means he's in the fourth stage of concussion protocol already. Is that true? I think it means third. This is wild. I don't. Third or fourth. Either way, I think the point is that it's possible. I personally am. I don't think he's going to play. And if he Mm -hmm. does play, Brock Purdy would be the only player, though, so far who has been concussed on a Sunday and then returned seven days later. So there's two things. Either Brock Purdy's the first player under the new rules who, with the fastest return ever, or they're just like Sam Darnold's going to start and they don't want the other team to just know that and they want the other team right. to prepare for Purdy. I'm going to take the other the option too. So with that said, I think Dar- Sam Darnold is going to play. For the <laughs> We're Niners, excited about this. For the Niners in fantasy, it doesn't matter. It's like Christian McCaffrey going to play, Debo's out, Brandon Ayuk are going to play, it's a must start, George Kittle's a must start. But Sam Darnold... Craig compared him on Bill Simmons' podcast to Nick Foles' this potential this year. Here's mm. my very important... This is how I feel about Darnold playing. Everyone has to decide right now if you're in or out on Sam Darnold. You cannot watch him play Som. and then make up your mind. It's like, I'm in, and I need it. Like, you need to decide right now on the line in the sand, where are you? In <laughs> What side of history are you on? What, like, everyone has to do it right now with Sam Darnold. This is like Ben Affleck in the town coming in and being like, I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. <laughs> Give and, me a and, fucking answer. And Jeremy Renner, whose car we taking? I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Whose car are we going to take? Uh, we have to decide right now forever if we're yes. in on Sam Darnold. I'm in on God. Sam. Join me or not. I'm, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's call we taking? Here's, here's what I'll say here. If what, what do Niners fans want? Because on the surface, at face value, you would expect a Niner fan wants their quarterbacks, all their quarterbacks to play well. However, if Sam Darnold plays well, that kind of hurts the legacy of their Lord and Savior, Brock Purdy. Unambiguously. <laughs> right? Unambiguously. So, so it, this is what we're If they for. come out here and beat the Bengals 30 to 13 and Darnold throws for 310 and three touchdowns and looks crisp, then what, Niners fans? You will have to decide. <laughs> you will have to decide what side you're on. So um, I'm very curious to see what happens with Sam. I'm rooting for him. Again, I'm not anti-Purdy. I'm just anti-Hall of Fame Purdy. I think Purdy is very competent and good at his job. But <laughs> look... The stat that Heifetz loves that I've never forgotten. The quarterback with the most yards of all time in the first 16 games of their career is Patrick Mahomes. The second quarterback on that list is Nick Mullins from the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Where is Nick Mullins now? Vikings backup. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. 
It's it's funny that Craig uh, called him Nick Foles because um, obviously when Nick Foles came in and then played way better than Carson Wentz or whatever, that created just a shit storm in that yeah. building. They yeah. they ultimately went back to Wentz and pretty un- unambiguously. I mean, they? they're going to go back to Purdy. But Wentz is a former failed top three quarterback draft pick. Yeah. And he lost his job to a journeyman Nick Foles. This is the opposite. This is the journeyman's the starter and the top three <laughs> draft pick is the <laughs> guy true. in the back. It's all also... The other, the real comparison I will say between Nick Foles, the muddled metaphor is that Nick Foles, the Eagles was big dick Nick and Brock is big cock Brock. Right. So that, you know, that's the, <laughs> that's the key here. So it's like Sam, I don't know what, where the rhyme is with Sam Darnold. I don't think there is one. Bam, bam. Big I, ham. You know, I, I big ham. Sam. Bad face. Bad, Bad face. face. So I, I actually do think Sam Darnold, I think the, it would be funniest if the Niners lost the game, but Darnold played great. That would be the worst case scenario for Niners fans. <laughs> But like, do, do Niners fans want Darnold to play really well if that means they'll have to concede on right, right. Brock Purdy being a top five quarterback in the league? Do they want they that? They probably want him to win the game. Look inward. What do you want? Think yeah. about it. Or just I don't, don't think about it. Get in the they, car. They're not going to tell you the truth, Craig. For fantasy yeah. purposes, are you starting all the same players you would have if Sam Darnold is, is starting? I think I am. Yeah, except for Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to bench and I'm going to play Sam Darnold. But other than that, yeah, you play McCaffrey right. and Ayuk and, and George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. So... We'll see what happens there. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It might be game of the year. That is, that is the game of the week right there. <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> right. Wait, Heifetz, Heifetz, right now. Gun to your head. Sam Darnold or Joe Burrow? More fantasy points. Dude, I this is crazy to say, but I think Darnold's going to have a rushing touchdown. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just think Darnold's going to have a rushing touchdown. He had like five in the first. Last time he was a start, he had five touchdowns rushing. It. Like he led the league after a month. Burrow's the 27th quarterback in fantasy right now. I think he's averaging 11 points a game. <laughs> Playing the Niners. It's like leading, leading in the San witness. Francisco. <laughs> Let me ask you this another way. If they're on the four yard line and Sam Darnold is a read option, are they going to be like, yeah, hand it off to McCaffrey? I think they're going to be like, yeah, Darnold, you run it in. And they're like, see if he can. I don't know. I don't know if they're necessarily going to. Why be- do you think they're going to do that? McCaffrey's like the best running back in the NFL. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the no, not the Niners. I'm saying if the Niners are read optioning the defense and the defense oh, defenders are gonna to, force are they yeah, gonna yeah, like yeah. all spend all week being like, yeah, we want McCaffrey to beat us? I'm like, I'm kind of gonna go ahead and say they're probably <laughs> gonna prefer Darnold take the handoff and force Mc, Mc, uh, Darnold to keep it. Yeah. So I kind of think he's gonna get a, t- a rushing touchdown. I mean, as always, I'm rooting for content. So yeah. <laughs> Sam Darnold playing well would be yeah. amazing for us. Um, so that's really all that matters. Speaking of content, Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill is out. We're going to mm. get allegedly some Man. mix of Malik Willis and Will Levis. But no, that's not true. We're getting Will Levis is going to be the quarterback for the Titans playing the Atlanta Falcons. I don't even know where to start. I, <laughs> like I, This this says everything. We got the Titans are wearing these throwback Houston Oilers uniforms. They've been trying to get the rights to forever. Pretty sweet. They look, incredible. They look great. Yeah. They got, yes. This is Will Levis, who I don't know what he's most famous for, putting mayonnaise in coffee and pretending he did it. We got like Arthur Smith, who used to be the Titans offensive coordinator, saying... Uh, Climate change. I don't even know where to start now. I don't, where do you guys want to go? Start with Levis. Let's start with Levis. I, DK, I want to refresh you on Levis. I want your scouting report. Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, there have been several points during the season where I literally couldn't remember Will Levis's name. It's like <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, I studied this guy for like six months for the draft. And then he comes into the league and he's like third string quarterback <laughs> on the Titans. I literally forgot his name. Um, there's like one of those names that I'm like, he doesn't look like a will. He doesn't seem like a will to me. Also like Levis is a last name I've never heard before. Also Levis is not a word. So you're just like, it's just like a collection of letters that you've never thought of before. (laughs) It's like trying to memorize like a code of something. Bill always says your head is like a nightclub. 
and there's only so many people allowed in once you hit like 40 years old. Like only so many people in the nightclub. <laughs> doesn't it's he like, not really? Yeah, he, he doesn't really look like a will. There's no association here. I don't, I don't get it anyways. Um, I went back and reread my scouting report on him because all memory had been like erased. <laughs> You're like, from who wrote brain. this? Um, he was my QB four in this draft. I was a little bit low on him. Uh, so gotta be honest, don't have high hopes for him this week. Yeah, he's got a strong arm, like strong arm, whip, like a whip like arm. Uh, he's really tough, physical. There was a point in his college career early on when he was at Penn State and he was like sort of almost like a Taysom Hill style quarterback. Like he's athletic. He runs around. Taysom Hill because he couldn't win the starting job at Penn State. Yeah, something like that. Also, remember when he was playing golf at Penn State? We had someone who took golf class with him and he um, would take 20 foot gimme putts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a horrible someone sign. Someone emailed us that. He threw 23 interceptions in two seasons, in the last two seasons. So that's, you know, speaks to his decision making and all that. And then the other thing that I remember distinctly was his tape was very boring this last season. Um, because the year before he could have come out and then he decided to stay in school and he did not do as well the year after. Obviously, he just like was hurt for part of the season. His supporting cast was not as good. The coaching uh, staff changed. So there was a lot of variables involved here, but he had um, very few. He had seven big time throws, according to PFF, on the season, which was by far the fewest of the top quarterbacks in this class and one of the lowest rates in the country. So not only was his tape like, problematically full of uh, turnovers. He, he didn't have any big plays either. So I don't know. That was Those were all the reasons I ultimately kind of soured on Levis during the draft process. Why was he, for a moment there, thought to be the number one pick in the draft? Like, give me the upside. Yeah, and I, and I was going to say, that being said, like, he does have very exciting traits. Like, he has a big arm. He's athletic. He's big and tough. He, he's, like, willing to stand in the pocket and, you know, throw in the face of pressure. There's a Vascular. lot of things to like about him. He's very, yeah. very veiny. As Blue Craig Mountain State. pointed out. Yeah. I mean, he's like six four, two fifteen. Like he's a big dude. Yeah, he's like built. He, he's he's got some Carson Wentz to him. You know what I mean? Like he like looks the part and sense like he's big, strong, strong arm. You know, willing to put his body on the line. You know, there's a lot of traits I would say that are exciting. But he just hasn't put it all together. He's also already twenty four. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It, this is not a good offense either. Like we've seen Tannehill absolutely just t- you know go down the shitter this year, and he's like had a good track record of being like a good quarterback in the NFL. So I don't know. This is a little bit scary for me. If, if you're hoping that Levis is going to produce big time numbers in this offense, he's also six, four, two not two fifteen. Sorry. He's, he's quite vascular. Big. Yeah. Yeah. The, so for fantasy, you're playing Derrick Henry. And I actually, I, I have Deandre Hopkins higher than you guys. I still think Deandre Hopkins is going to get his targets. And when you're a rookie in your first game and the coach is ready in your helmet, but then Deandre Hopkins grabs you by the face mask and it's like, throw me the fucking ball. I'm like, I still think Deandre <laughs> Hopkins is going to get nine targets in this game. So I would still play him, but yeah, it's not like it's not scary. So you're buying the like r- rookies just going to pepper the number one option thing. When in doubt, throw to that guy who was really good when you were 14 years old. That's a good rule. You know what this game is? I just realized the Titans, Titans, Falcons, Will Levis, hmm. B. John Robinson. This is mayo versus mustard bowl. <laughs> Stop. We got the Bijan mustard, which I believe he has. He has his own mustard. They do, wait, wow. They both do have the. They, wow. This is a good call. Yeah. So yeah. Love has pretended he put coffee in man, or mayonnaise and coffee. And then he actually, this is a great bit. He spun it into a Heilman's mayonnaise commercial yeah. where he pretended to sign with the mayonnaise. And then Bijan Robinson, his name's actually Bijan, but. He got paid money by a Dijon mustard company, and now he goes by Bijan. So now it's Bijan. It's yeah. like it's yeah, it's like the real life version of Hulu has live sports, but it's Bijan mustard or Bijan pumping Dijon mustard. 
So, wow, yeah, mustard mayonnaise. Bijan has tangy mustard. That rolls right off the tongue. Have you guys seen the commercial with Levis? He, like, gets emotional. It's too long. It's like a two-minute press conference. Yeah, they could have edited it that down. (laughs) Way too long. It's like the Snyder cut of mayonnaise commercials. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. It's, like, kind of awkward. They needed, like, one joke, and then they could have gotten out. Yeah, it's, like, just, yeah, could have been an email. Uh, The flip side of this ball, you mentioned Bijan, so Dijon Mustard. Can you imagine if we could pronounce our names differently and just get paid by a company for it? But um, so Bijan last week, you know, there's a whole weird thing where like he was sick and he said he woke up the morning of the game and we didn't find out. So Bijan, he does, he plays kind of, but not really doesn't get, he's in and out of the game, but doesn't get a touch till after 59 minutes into the game. And then apparently he's sick or had migraines or headache or something. And then the NFL is like, why didn't you put him on the injury report? And then fantasy football's mad. Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons and DK's least favorite person on earth. I got tagged so many times in, on Twitter this week. <laughs> so many times. Arthur Smith is asked why, you know, what happened with the whole playing your running back or not listing that he was hurt, whatever, injured, whatever. And Arthur Smith goes on this like rant, which crescendos into, I just want to talk about the Tennessee Titans this week. You know, it's, I could go find sensationalist stories. Climate change. You want to talk about climate change? You want to talk about world politics? Let me, what do you think about climate change? I'm just like looking at the reporter, like, what do you think about climate change? Like, I, can, I actually need kind of play this. This is, it was out of control. You can ask rumors and windows. I can go find sensational stories. We can talk about climate change. What's your thought on climate change? You want to go on the road? Want to talk about world politics? We can do that too. I'm sure you got an opinion. I would love to see a reporter and Arthur Smith talk about climate change. That sounds great. He should have <laughs> yeah, asked a question. It. Do a debate. <laughs> When we were arguing about airplane Wi-Fi and you guys were like, oh, Hyfe, it's, it's just like, we can't have nice things because we should appreciate the technology. Arthur Smith is literally doing that. Like, you're asking me about Bijan Robinson and why he didn't play. You know, the oceans are turning into acid before our very eyes. And you guys want to talk about football? This is like a Belichickian ruse. This is actually kind of smart. Just absolutely change the subject. You know, it's like a politician. Uh, the ultimate deflector. It's so stupid. This is your job. You're the coach of the Falcons. Yeah. We're going to ask you about the Falcons, not climate That's change. That's what I was going to say. This is like a fair question. Why is he getting so mad <laughs> yeah, about Yeah, the this? NFL like- opening an inquiry <laughs> means they have to ask. I just, I love the idea that they're like, yeah, so what do you think about this inquiry? And he's like, world politics. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, we can't get funding for Ukraine Dude. and you want to talk about He's Bijan like, children Robinson? are starving out there, man. And you're asking about Bijan Robinson? We don't even, we like, yeah. even have a speaker of the house. I'm just going to say. This is why I don't like Arthur Smith. You know what I mean? Like they asked him a very normal question and he just go like so condescending and like mean and just like curmudgeonly surly. I'm like, dude, fucking chill. This is their job. This is a part of the you fucking job. You have a job. billion is, dollars, this dude. Is just an show entertainment up. industry, man. We're asking you questions. This is all part of the fucking deal. This is your hobby. Just fucking answer some <laughs> questions. It's your Shut hobby, up. Arthur. You do this it's on the dick. weekends. So, you know, someone emailed us in. You know, he's one of 10 siblings. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's one of 10. That'd be an interesting. His sister was uh, a producer scenario. on La La Land. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. Anyway. That's cool. Good for him. Uh, and their big family. Still. Where, where is he among the 10 kids? Do you know? Um, I don't know. Middle actually. child energy. I don't, I don't think he's. I think he's got older child energy. Yeah. He's, like, he's one of 10 and you don't think he's a middle child? No chance. No, <laughs> it's an 80% chance. He's a middle child. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, didn't, I, meant, I thought you meant like five of 10. I would consider four, five, and six, maybe even three through seven all would have middle child energy, right? Or it's probably broken into little quadrants where it's like, yeah, 
you know, the top three has a, has a youngest middle and oldest and all the whole thing. So uh, you remember the scene, remember the Titans when he's like sunshine, like I was the youngest of 12 kids and then gives him the thing. And then it's a fine support. He's like, I thought you had seven brothers, not eight, 12. He's like, 12 sounds better. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's funny about the way Arthur Smith handles his players and like particularly B. John Robinson, as annoying as it is, I fundamentally agree with his philosophy on keeping your players fresh if you plan to make the playoffs. And I think Kyle Shanahan should be doing to Christian McCaffrey what Arthur Smith is doing to Bijan Robinson. I like that he's on a pitch count. It's smart. Load management is important because the <laughs> Niners are hurt every year in the playoffs. And if Bijan Robinson uh, is fresh and healthy as a wild card, that is more important. I also, the the other, oh my God, we, DK's going to get so bad. But the other thing, Arthur Smith was talking about the hot hand and just playing a running back who's like playing well. And if a guy rips off a run, they might play him well. I think that's fine. Everyone needs yeah. to get over it. I think it's Every okay. other sport does that. No, if a guy I, off the I, bench is playing great, you keep him in the game. I think it's fine for like 95% of teams. For this team in particular, where you spent a fucking eighth overall pick on a running back, give him the ball. If you want Stop to it. criticize Stop the Falcons... For taking Pitts and taking <laughs> Bijan and London and taking like this is the first team to ever have three skill players in the top ten on the same team that they drafted in consecutive years and they kind of don't use any of them that well. That's fine, but like that's the actual what I'm coaching, doing, yes. I know I get that, but like <laughs> that he's the coach. I'm just saying he's to coach the team. Like they they won last week by three, but Desmond Ritter had three fumbles inside the ten. They should have won by three touchdowns. I'm like, are they sh- you know what I mean? I'm like they're four and three again. He just doesn't have to be such a dick to the media. Also. That's fair. Like he he's like he's getting no sympathy for me. Sorry. Okay. Well, I feel like if he was nice, you'd still hate him. No, that's not true. Who is a nice coach that annoys you by the way they coach? Nate Hackett is a very nice person. <laughs> Nate Hackett's incredibly kind. He doesn't and annoy me person. by the way he coaches. I just don't think he does a great job of it. You know, like he like Shanahan is the only other one that comes to mind, and I think Shanahan's got a lot of Arthur Smith. Uh, personality traits where he's yeah. like very condescending and like talks down to people and stuff. He's like tortured genius yeah. who's uh, annoyed by people who don't understand. What yeah, he's he has about. real like nobody gets me energy. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> except Brock Purdy gets him. Other backup quarterbacks, Zach Wilson for the Jets. You got to, I think you still play Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, but like that's it. And then they're mm-hmm. playing the Giants, which what a pathetic fucking matchup. Jets, Giants, two backup <laughs> quarterbacks. Tyra, Tyra Taylor, you're playing Saquon, you're playing Darren Waller. I think that's it. Even Wandale, I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. Wandale is like a desperation flex option, it's, I think. He's, he's like, all over the map. I, th- there are no bye weeks this week. I, I don't, I would Especially against Wandale. the Jets. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, the um, Jets defense has been really good. Colts, it's like Gardner Minshew for the Colts, man. It's like Michael Pittman, you could play. I, I, Zach Moss a little banged up. Like Jonathan Taylor, I think you can totally play. I think this is probably the week he gets more touches. Like John, but even Josh Downs, I'm like, eh, how well is this I like Josh go? Downs. He's I think you're playing Downs. He's been yeah, too good. I'm to say. The one thing I'll down. say, he had a, like a 75 yard touchdown last week. The one thing I want to just note about Josh Downs is that came on a broken play. Like Miles Garrett jumped offside, and then I think Denzel Ward, who's the cornerback, thought the play was over, and so Josh Downs just kind of ran and caught the ball. And like that was that was lucky, but overall his usage has still been really strong. Like he's got twenty something plus target rate with with Gardner Minshew out there, and so I do agree with you. Like that play is not going to happen every game, but he's still getting tons of targets, and he's shown that consistently. So I, I'm willing to play Josh Downs, and in fact, I am playing him in a few leagues. Okay, Cardinals, Josh Dobbs, Arizona quarterback. I, I running backs. I don't think I want to play any of these running backs. I, Zach Ertz is out, so. Trey McBride is there. I mean, I will. The only thing I'll say about Trey McBride is he hurdled a guy last week, and I actually think 
<laughs> we should that should be a point. Like you should peep, PPR leagues. I'm out. We should have PPH. We should have point per hurdle leagues. I totally agree with this. This is it's a great, a great take. call. Yeah. If you so my favorite hurdles are the hurdles where the guy doesn't really fall for it, and then he like <laughs> it's almost like the dirty dancing lift thing where he like puts him like up on his. Oh my you god! You end up yeah. just jumping on the defender's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, they go so high. Do you have to clear the defender to to for it to be considered a hurdle, or do you just have to attempt it? Attempted hurdle, I think. You have to succeed to some degree. You can't just try okay. a hurdle and forward. then just get fucking upended like John Elway <laughs> submarine. I will say this: I, my favorite thing is when they completely clear the guy, and the guy has no idea. And he just does a tackle, and I was like, "Wow, he looks so stupid when you tackle someone, but you there's no one there." Like tackling is so cool when you like flatten someone, but when that person just jumps over you, like and you isolate just the defender, you look so dumb. Yeah, like, it's so just, funny. You're just like throwing yourself through the They're air. like trying to hug a, a cloud of dust. It, it, I love those. I love the instant replays where it's super slow-mo and like you could just see the defender sort of close their eyes and like... Yeah, and they're like, know, oh, and then they're just like... tackle. Yeah, and the arms start moving like, where'd you go? And it's, it's an ick. It's what it is. It's an ick. It is. It's like a matador yeah. waving the <laughs> flag away. Can I say one thing, Cardinals? Marquise Brown... You know, I, he's been mediocre this year. Ravens revenge game, whatever. Do you think Marquise Brown is a huge buy low because of Kyler Murray coming I back? Do. If you look yeah. at Marquise Brown's targets, the last four weeks, 10 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets, seven targets. He's only had three games this, this year with less than double digit targets because there's really not a lot going on in Arizona. You mentioned the tight ends. They have Michael Wilson, the rookie wide receiver, but like Kyler Murray comes back. I, I'm assuming he will run less because of the, obviously the injury, but I don't think his yeah. throwing will necessarily be diminished. So Marquise Brown might be like a screaming by low. I believe I could be wrong, but at this point last season, I think Marquise Brown was like a top six receiver. Yeah. Yeah. He was when, when both of them were healthy, it was like top five. Um, I will say I don't think he's playing this week, but he, uh, Kyler Murray was a full go. He is off the injury report, which is wild. And so I don't know if they're going to play him this week, but this could be one of those big surprise things that, that comes out of the blue. But, um, if not this week, I think they were shooting for week nine or week 10 is what I heard. Yeah. You should so, probably do it this weekend because if you don't do it this weekend, then by Monday, it'll already be that Kyler's coming back. So it's kind of, it might like already be too late. Maybe that, maybe the Marquise Brown manager is already holding on to him because Kyler's coming back, but give it a shot. Um, yeah. He's probably he's just one of those guys that no one actually loves on their team. Browns are playing PJ Walker again. It seems Deshaun Watson is out and not playing this week again. Uh, we'll just start with the P, the immediate aspect of PJ Walker playing means I, you can play Amari Cooper. I think that's it. Like in Kareem Hunt as the running back. Pierre Strong, I think, should be on your bench. I wouldn't know if I'd play Pierre Strong this week. I like Pierre Strong a lot. But Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper, you can roll with PJ Walker. But like the Deshaun Watson thing, one, I will. Tom Pelissero, who's NFL Network, tried to clarify saying, Deshaun Watson has a strain in his subscapularis muscle, which causes pain and weakness in the rotator cuff. It's a real injury that takes time to heal. It's a real injury. Don't put it in the newspaper that it's not <laughs> This is my injury. seventh NFL season for the ringer. I've never, ever in my life heard anybody, any reporter ever have to clarify an injury is real. And then two... Shout out to Ian Harditz at Fantasy Life who quote tweeted this tweet with the subscapular with the Ron Burgundy quote of him being like, my shoulder, the the subscap, it's connected to the it's upper humerus. It's a real, yeah. it's a real, it's a real injury. I, I, like it's, this is just, for, what is going, why did he have to say it's a real injury? Because Deshaun Watson's agent. Don't panic. It's a yeah. real injury. Like what has anyone said? Uh, you know what? That's, I don't think that football players actually hurt. 
Well, people were people have been saying that a little bit about Deshaun Watson. Last no, I'm time. saying he's the first guy where people have ever said like right. eh, faking an injury. Well, here's why. And like, look, here's the thing. I'll say this. Nobody's doing this lightly. Like these guys, like I, to tell you the truth, I think the biggest gap between watching football and playing football is I don't think we have any freaking idea how painful it is to play football. Like when it's like out with a contusion, like the bruises guys have on their legs, like things that they play through all the time look like car accidents. Like it is so hard to play football. So I would I really want to be clear. I don't want to diminish what it's like to like be injured and stuff. But I will. This is and I, I since Andrew Luck, this is the most confusing injury situation I've ever seen. Greg Rosenthal at NFL Network had a great summary and was like, just to review the situation over the last month. Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach, said Deshaun Watson was medically cleared before he missed three weeks of, of football. And then Dorian Thompson Robinson, when he played, found out the morning of the game that he was going to start. Kevin Stefanski said on Sunday of week seven that the following week Deshaun Watson would play in week eight. Right, right. By three days later on Wednesday, Kevin Stefanski said Deshaun Watson's out. And then Kevin Stefanski said he chose to remove Deshaun Watson from the Colts game. And then Deshaun Watson said that it was a medical decision. And then the Browns GM said uh, 20 days ago, 22 days ago, that Watson's shoulder were healed in the short term. People, need, if, the, if the Browns don't want this to be a thing, they need to get their fucking story straight. Get on the same page. <laughs> Huddle up, figure out what they're going to say. Hop on a Zoom. Figure it out. <laughs> so much of these, in, so much of the stuff, up. like it's like an agent texting or Jim texting, a, you know, Schefter or reporter being like, hey, like, just want to clarify this story. Just to be clear with like the subscapularis, whatever tweet that now, like the surface level, what they want us to believe is the Browns signed a $230 million quarterback and have completely botched his throwing shoulder injury. And he's totally hurt. And the Browns screwed it up. Like, that's like what they, that's like the party line. And I feel like that's what this is about is that Deshaun Watson's like, I doesn't I don't know what's going on, but anyway, PJ Walker, <laughs> he's starting this week is the bottom line. Uh, and we don't know when Sean Watson is going to come back at all. Bears, Tyson Bajant. 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 I think it's Bajant. I've been wrong. I thought it was Bajant. I think to two. I, I just think we're wrong. I don't know. Bajant. That, that, I mean, it is tea bag. So it's probably yeah, it's tea bag. Okay. <laughs> tea bag. That's, doesn't have anything to do. You play DJ more. <laughs> Play DJ Mayor, play Deontay <laughs> Foreman. That's probably it. You can play T-Bag, of course. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google, I'm gonna Google Travis Bajant and see how he says Tyson. His name in it's Tyson. No, his dad's name is Travis Bajant. Oh. He's very famous. The arm wrestler. Well, right? Very famous. Yeah. He's an arm wrestler. He's a 28-time world champion arm wrestler. He's Doesn't famous. matter. Famous Not famous. Amongst his friends. He's famous. He's famous in the same way we're famous. <laughs> amongst a very niche group of people. Wow. They know who he is. So you're saying we're very famous? Is that your, what you're saying? No, DK, no, do you think was, more people know who you are than Tyson Bajan's father? Absolutely not. I was okay. going to say, this guy's been on like, I don't know, interviewed on TV. To, I mean, this guy won with both hands. DK holds the mic with both hands. He'll switch it back and forth. <laughs> holds the title. Happy <laughs> I don't. Are you playing Deontay Foreman if Roshan's back? I don't know if you are. Yeah, I am. I think he played too well last week for um, an old stodgy coach like Matt Eberflus to like be like, yeah, you know what? I know the, the veteran on my team at three touchdowns, but I'm going to let this rookie who hasn't practiced in two weeks just take the load. Like, I, I really like this. Like, maybe he'll get the passing down, but I'm like, that's not how it works. And this yeah, is the same I'm coach like, who didn't God. let Justin Fields do designed runs for like a year. It's fair. I'm a little bit more hesitant. I'm like, oh, split backfield on the Bears with Tyson Bajant going up against Chargers is nine-point dogs. Yikes. I don't know. They could run on him. I kind of think the Chargers are going to lose. I'm not going to lie.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Talk about bad quarterbacks. I think what's funny is all the, the rookie, the backup quarterbacks went through. Doesn't even count Sam Howell, which is funny because I'm pretty confident Jacoby Brissett's better. I mean, just for the Deshaun Watson stuff, Deshaun Watson's going to get $91 million by the end of the year, and he's not even approaching how good Jacoby Brissett was for $5 million. And the fact that Brissett's just on the That's Washington bench is brutal. kind of funny. But <laughs> yeah. um, Sam Howell and Washington are playing the Eagles this week. Sam Howell has 40 sacks in seven games. And I realized that there's, we've been talking like, oh, he might break the sack record. There's a serious chance Sam Howell breaks the sack, the record for most sacks in a season before Washington's buy in week 14. There's a serious, I'm not even kidding. That's what he's on pace for. He's on pace for one and a half sacks under that, but two games before the buy is the Cowboys. So it might happen. Do you think this is one of those situations where, remember a couple of years ago when it was Javis Winston set the interception record? He went 30 and 30. Yeah. yeah. Where, no one's going to break this record or get close because they get benched before they get close. But like, yeah. Do you think Sam Howell, if he continues at this trajectory, is going to get benched before he can set the new record? This is the kind of thing that can only happen when the owner of the team has just purchased a toxic franchise and is more worried about what are we going to name the team and where are we going to have, what state are we going to put the next stadium? It, like, like it's, 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 it, it's, why, did, why does thing. that matter? I feel like this is like a, one of those things I'm like, why, why does that, why does that make a difference? I think it's more so that like, look, everybody knows what Jacoby Brissett is. He's been in the league for a while. So like, I think they know the commanders are not going to be a playoff team. They're not going to make the Super Bowl. So might as well just ride out Sam Howell and, and see every snap you can of him because benching him mm. for a guy who you already like either way, neither is a long-term option. So might as well see the guy who's a rookie. Yeah. They're auditioning for this new owner. And I, I, I think that's part of it. I th- I'm saying that like, it's an audition of a young guy that the owner ne- ne- had nothing to do with bringing. Yeah. I think it's a unique situation. But my point being with Howell, producer Carlos was talking about this to me the other day, but it's like this, all the same Howell sacks, it's like a feeding frenzy for fantasy football defense. It's like the number one defense in fantasy football this year is the Dallas Cowboys. Number two defense in fantasy football this year is whatever team is facing Sam Howell. <laughs> like because sacks, sacks are worth a point and Howell has not taken less than four sacks in a game. And so such a good floor if if you're playing that defense. Yeah. The Bears had five sacks against Sam Howell. They have five sacks in their other six games combined. Like the Giants fantasy defense, 40% of their points this year are just against Sam Howell. Like same for the Bills. 40% of their points against Against the Eagles this week. Dude, who sacked him five times the last time they played. (laughs) Yeah. So and I realized Sam Howell is Taylor Swift. You know, like every time Taylor Swift's tour comes to a city, there's like a huge boom in the local economy. It's like every time Sam Howell <laughs> comes to town, there's like the this unprecedented economy. boom in the local <laughs> fantasy points. Sacks in this economy? <laughs> when Sam, it, Sam Howell comes to town. Does that mean there's going to be a movie about all of the times he's been sacked? 
Yeah. And they're just maybe. Gonna, yeah. And we'll do like the top 100, but like cut out four. And then people will be like, why'd you cut that one out of the movie? Honestly, that sounds great. Like a super cut of all this, of 100 Sam Howell's hacks. Like I'd watch that. <laughs> With a director's cut and Sam Howell's like, yeah, no, that one I thought Dotson would be open. And man, that one, I, just, I don't, you know what I mean? That's crazy though, that they are, that defenses who face Sam Howell are the number two defense <laughs> in fantasy. That is wild. So yeah, so I mean, the obvious thing is you check the commanders. It's funny too, because I was thinking about recommending fantasy defenses facing Sam Howell for the fantasy playoffs. And then two things occurred to me. One, the problem is, that the teams facing him are like the Jets, the the, the Rams, the like the Dolphins defenses that are probably rostered, the 49ers. But the other problem is that is he really going to be healthy two months from now? I'm, like I can't be, believe he's healthy now. I, it's it's stunning. It's like an experiment. He's a robust fella. Anyway, it's just he thick. is stocky. I you guys, I sent you this. Uh, this is not meant necessarily to like be a pat on the patting myself on the back type of situation, but I, I was looking back at my scattering report for Sam Howell because I was not super high on him coming into the NFL. And then, you know, he got drafted in the fifth round. So I was like, oh, he's never going to make it. And then, of course, he became the starter, which is definitely like a rare thing for any fifth round rookie to become a starter. Um, but I looked back at my scattering report for him and it was basically like he has a historically high sack rate yeah. at UNC, which is a really, really bad sign, obviously, coming into the NFL. And then sure enough, it translates to the NFL. Speaking of fantasy, the just general disappointment that we were talking on Wednesday about wide receiver twos and all these like the top tier receivers are doing great among the guys who are healthy. Like Justin Jefferson was great. Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, all these guys are crushing it. And then the next tier, basically potential just means you ain't done shit yet. And like all these no sexy 1B receivers that are actually not 1B. Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins, Chris Olave for the Saints, Devonta Smith, the Eagles, Teagan to the Bengals have all been like so profoundly disappointing. And I'm wondering two things. One, who is the guy of those four that you're most willing to bench and feel fine about? Because for me, T. Higgins, I've now, because people ask us to help leagues, I've seen two different people show me their fantasy waivers, and T. Higgins is on waivers. Oh, wow. That's, that's wild. Nuts. Go pick him up, first of all. Pick it, pick him up. Yes. But I'm the most comfortable sitting T. Higgins. Jalen Waddle has yeah. way too much upside and has been consistently average. Chris Olave has like the most targets in the NFL. Chris Olave yeah. is like the Deontay Johnson of last year. The dude is literally reeling in like 12 to 15 targets a game. And it's and he's been fine, but it's he only has one touchdown. He's not really producing. I would definitely rather have Chris Olave. Uh, and then Devontae yep. Smith, you know, I'm still betting on the offense and, and his talent. T. Higgins just has been playing every week and it's just been bad. He's like he's he's catching two balls a game. Yeah, I think the the flip side I was gonna ask you is who are you most confident to buy low rest of the season? To your point, Devontae Smith. It was literally the same thing last year. The first half of the season, he was like outside the top 40. And then the final seven weeks, Devonta Smith was and Eddie J. Brown together with the top two receivers. But shout out Scott Baird at Fantasy Points who pointed out that Jalen Waddle, he Scott Baird called Jalen Waddle the, the most obvious by low candidate in the history of fantasy football because he <laughs> leads the entire all wide receivers and expected fantasy points per route run. And just basically through a weird combination of Dolphins, offense just hasn't hit him. But like they're they're the opportunities are there and that it just, it's going to come. So I think Waddle, I would get him literally before they play this weekend. If you can finagle a trade. Speaking of Waddle, did you guys see this situation with Tyreek Hill this week? That was like very, very strange. There was um, a lot of, it was like almost like a panic on when it was Wednesday or Tuesday. I can't remember because Tyreek Hill didn't practice and he had like a hip injury a mysterious hip injury. These reporters like, Ian Rappaport are, is like alluding that he might be out for some time. Like 
not even just like a week. It's like an indefinite amount of time. And then uh, Tua said in one of his interviews, he's like, you know, it was weird not having Tyreek Hill out there, but we'll get him back at some point down the line or something. I think I'm paraphrasing. It was basically what he said. And then he was just at practice the next day. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? And he's fine. He's going to play. Uh, Tyreek Hill almost has like the LeBron injury recovery, like the freaky injury recovery ability. I, I, I'll i never, three weeks ago, Tyree Kill caught some pass. He's, you know, going like 100 miles an hour across the field, some 40-yard catch, and, and comes up limping oh, yeah. at the end, grabbing his hamstring. Like, you've seen it a million times. It happened to Aaron Jones to start the season. He had a long run, grabbed his hammy, was out for four weeks. Tyree, I was like, oh, there it is. Finally, the fastest guy in the league pulled a hamstring, like the most likely injury he could suffer. Next possession, he was back on the field. <laughs> you know I, I just, I don't know. He, the guy can run like 24, 25 miles an hour. Like, I I, I don't know what his legs are like. I, I don't think my legs have anything in common with Tyree Kill's legs. So okay. I just can't tell you what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, is that? What, is, what does that do with anything? You're saying you're not as know. athletic as Tyree Kill. Me too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what he's made I'm of. I'm saying everyone else in the league, every other NFL player in the league who I'm also not as athletic as, whenever that's they true. grab their hamstring, they usually miss time. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Also, he plays in Miami. It's like hot, yeah. and hot and humid, and they're constantly cramping up there because they're dehydrated. Are you saying you have something in common with Aaron Jones's legs, but not Tyree <laughs> Kills? You guys have similar thighs. Something in common with Alvin Kamara because his legs are totally yeah, my different legs way different. Yeah, my legs are different weights probably. And also, I get winded walking back to the huddle. That's probably <laughs> the two things me and Kamara last year in common. Your heart rate. You got to figure out the heart rate. I will say so. I think, but Waddle's a buy low. Olave. I, I will say this. <laughs> What do we always say every year? This is a memento tattoo moment. This is a real lock-in, mm -hmm. guys. Okay. Past us, ghosts are screaming at us right now. Every year, we're like, don't give up on young guys. Don't give up on young guys. The old guys kind of fade as the season goes. And I'm like, the theme of the season so far has been the olds are dominating. Keenan Allen yeah. and Adam Thielen. Yeah. And I'm like, it would be pretty ballsy, but part of me is like, just flip them. Like it just, just trade Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen for Jalen Waddle and Thielen into like Waddle and Olave and I, you know what Ooh, I mean and Devontae Smith wow. all these guys who are terrible and like going forward is Keenan Allen really going to outperform Jalen Waddle the rest of the year because you could make that trade Maybe. probably right now <laughs> I don't know Keenan Allen probably will I feel like selling high on a player or whatever is one of the hardest, hardest things. it's the hardest yeah. thing in the world it's honest it's it's because we don't think of it this way but we are ultimately at a casino at a blackjack yeah. table and your chips are up and you're like, but I'm winning. You're like, you should walk away. It's like, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's like a stock you invested in doubles and someone's like, you should pull out. And it's like, yeah, but like, what if it doubles? What again? if it triples? <laughs> what if it's Apple? You know, like what if it just keeps going up forever? Then what? One more quarterbacks. I just quick tangent. I, I kind of want to do a thing on why Arthur Smith and athletes hate the media, which is, I saw <laughs> this hilarious that Trevor Lawrence was asked this week. Are you too young? to know what a terrible towel is because this Jaguars are playing the Steelers. And Trevor Lawrence was like, I know what a terrible towel is. Yeah, they're those little yellow towels that they swing around. And now in Pittsburgh, all it's being said is, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence said that we have little yellow towels. <laughs> little yellow towels. Emasculated our towels. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, he definitely just like wasn't thinking and said that. And now every Steelers fan in Pittsburgh like printed that out and is going to bring that to the game. And he like meant nothing by it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> But Mike no. Tomlin's yeah, yeah, going to be like, go defend your little yellow towels, boys. <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence is like, this is why they don't answer any questions. Also, like, what kind of question is, are you too young to know what the terrible towel is? 
That's a good point. I, I don't get that either, actually. What does that even like mean? a conversation like if, we if, would have on this show. If he's been watching football his whole life, he obviously knows what it is. Trevor Lawrence, are you too young to know why everyone hates mimes? Like, what kind of, I just don't understand what kind of question that is. It's like, are you too young to know what a CD is, Craig? It's like, well, I know what it is. It, that doesn't mean I used it or like I own one. <laughs> Yeah, where are all your CDs? The you little towels that they swing little around. Little yellow towels. I gotta say, it does sound insulting. When he's, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, yeah, it does. It. it does. Dude, when I go play golf, sure. when I go play golf, Jack oh, is like... that's a cute little uh, car you got there. Jackie's like, have fun hitting your little ball in the little hole. <laughs> so I condescending. Mean, I mean, how about this exact... What we talk about in this podcast, fucking fantasy football. It's like, have fun with your imaginary players that you watch on Sunday that don't know you exist. <laughs> Dude, there was someone on earth, this incredible commercial from like a few years ago. It's like Derek Carr, the rate, and they do like this, um, this for NFL fantasy football. It was like this, uh, very realistic looking Raiders headquarters. And they walk into an offensive meeting room and it's like a coordinator writing a play out and Derek Carr is sitting there with the notebook and his fantasy football manager is next to him trying to like pay attention. They're like explaining, yeah, Z right. And then, you know, they like just do the whole play and Derek Carr writes at the progression and they're like, all right, no, Brad, you go. And then Brad's like trying to write and they're like, football's hard. Fantasy football, way easier. <laughs> but yeah, well, Have you guys seen life. Fever Pitch, that Drew Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon movie? Yeah, There's a great scene movie. when like, she's like, why, why do you have to go to spring training? He's like, well, like we go, like we, we scout the players. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Like, do they ask for your input? And he's like, well, no, but um, you know, it, it's good to see like, who, you know, as a manager, who you want on your team. She's like, oh, like you, you get to manage the players. And he's like, Fantasy manager. And it's, just, <laughs> it's a little sad sometimes. If you kind of zoom out, it's a little sad. Yeah, I manage a team. Well, on that lovely note, uh, we have a FanDuel I contest. manage a team. Yeah, we have a FanDuel contest. You can manage your own roster. FanDuel.com slash ringer FFS. You can play with us. We're taking the top five scores from week three to week 10. We're averaging them. Winner gets money, trophy, <laughs> our gratitude. Money. Cold, hard cash. Love that money. Ow. Love those stars. Craig, who is uh, who are you building a team around this week? The Kansas City Chiefs, they only scored 19 points the last time they played the Broncos, and I think they're going to score 119 points this week. Is it because they're literally 16-0 and in their last games? Against the, I can't believe that 16-0 and against a division rival. It had some to do with it. Uh, yeah, I just think also the Chiefs are like peaking right now. They're, they're, they're cooking. So I, I grabbed Mahomes. I grabbed Isaiah Pacheco. Um, and so I just want every part of the Chiefs game. And then as a scrub, if I'm going cheap... Um, I want a little bit of the Niners just because I want to root for Sam Darnold. So I grabbed Juwan Jennings because <laughs> Debo's yeah, Debo, out. Right, right. Yeah. Dude, the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs was like September 2015. Like Manning. That's like Manning, right? Like, uh, yeah, maybe. I think so. I mean, that trap. I don't think Trap Queen had come out yet. The song. Is that like a like a moment in, in time when everybody should I was know. looking up like, like the billboard <laughs> top songs from that week. Is that a milestone moment there for <laughs> America? Like, How Deep Is Your Love was number one on Billboard or something and I was like, oh my god, where's Trap Queen? I'm like, oh my god, it wasn't even released yet. It, you really thought that when you were like 2015, where's Trap Queen on this list? Like that yeah, came to your head? 100%. I don't, Trap Queen is not in my Okay, but if I say junior consciousness, year of college. I'm having trouble you say, picturing or hearing this song what's trapped oh, no, you're, you're too old you're too old 1738 well look oh yeah it was it was yeah. eight years ago dk was like 33 he was not too old <laughs> oh you had a great opportunity there you botched that eight years ago dk was like 50 well you're like he was too old to know them like he was 33 why wouldn't he i mean he's trying to be hurtful i got you dk thanks thanks
Do you want me to talk about my team now, or should we keep going with? If you trap can remember queen. it with the age, TK, yeah. who is your trap queen on your roster? Great question, Craig. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Christian McCaffrey specifically because I don't think the 49ers are going to want Sam Darnold to do anything. They're just uh. going to want him to hand the ball off. They don't want to create a controversy. They don't want to let him be himself. Pass it to the Italians. Is Sam Darnold going to stink? Probably. I said, don't ask any questions. Just whose car we <laughs> take. Last <laughs> right. week, Chris McCaffrey was limited. He had. We were talking about who's who's going to be his backup last week, and then he came in and played every single snap in the game. Don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't get what it. What are we doing here? This is a so mistake. Anyways, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey again, um, and I think he's going to score a lot of fantasy points. My <laughs> scrub, previously mentioned on our waiver show, I'm going with Pop Douglas for the Patriots. He was uh, very cheap, 5200 And so I think based on what, how he was utilized last week, he got like 80% of the snaps. He was running a ton of routes. He looked good out there. He gives him a little bit of juice. I would not necessarily recommend plugging him into your lineup unless you're desperate in regular fantasy football, but I think a DFS is a chance to score a touchdown. Let's do this. Uh, I have the exact opposite strategy. I put Darnold in as my quarterback. <laughs> put him in with Ayuk. I think Darnold, four touchdowns, two rushing, two passing to Ayuk. And then I've like, if you do that, then you could just fund a team of literally my other guys are Tony Pollard, Alex Madison, who's underpriced because he's scored a touchdown. And then you can get Jalen Waddle, Puka Nakua, Waller, Jonathan Taylor. It's just like big week. You know, it's bounce back week for everyone. Reinvigorate. Fandle.com slash ringer FFS. Join our contest. It's going for a few more weeks. Last up here, we were asking people over email to send in things about like tells because we were talking about, you know, sometimes Chad, there's a story about Chad Johnson, the Bengals receiver, like would tighten his gloves before he, um, uh, you know, was going to get a target. Was going to get a pat target. And we're talking about this. And then while we're talking about this, the entire Michigan sign stealing scandal has just like exploded <laughs> and become yeah. the biggest thing in college football. I don't want to pretend to be like the most informed person on this topic. And like, I, I, I did not go to large school and like I grew up in New York. I'm like, like, I'm not a huge college football fan. Like I like college football, like casually. I'm, I didn't grow up with the diehard thing. So I don't know how you guys feel. This whole scandal has the, it's, it just sounds very ridiculous, honestly. It sounds probably what other people who don't play fantasy football feel like listening to people complain about their <laughs> fantasy football team. Okay, well, uh, well, give us the explanation of what happened for people that so don't know what's going on. Here is the baseline. And you, if I'm wrong, please email Ringer Fantasy Football Gmail and please feel free to correct me. The basis thing is that basically Michigan had orchestrated this like system of stealing signs. There's a lot of prologue. In the NFL, you want to play call and they radio in the play call and the player hears it and tells the guys, one guy's a radio, they tell them what the play is. College football, they don't have radios. So they use those ridiculous signs with Elvis Presley and Ariana Grande and they're like, you know, and they're all like word association for these 19-year-old kids. And then, or they're just grown men trying to do all these like baseball coach, like grab your ear and like these hand signs, right? Because they just won't pay for having a radio. Even though the NFL's had radio since 1991. So like... <laughs> So they are not allowed to like attend the games because they don't want to pay people to go on the road. So they're like, no one can go on the road. So like these other sign stealing scandals are like the Astros in baseball. They put this like crazy high tech camera in center field, zoomed in on the catcher's crotch, saw what pitchers he was doing, live streamed it to a TV in the dugout. And then they would hit a trash can with a baseball bat to tell them whether it was off speed or, or fastball. Wasn't there also Live. buzzers? Wouldn't they wear like a buzzer on uh, their that body? That was an accusation. That was not pre- That was like weird Yankees oh. fans on Twitter. Allegedly, Craig. But like, like they Sorry. literally were like live streaming, watching a video of what's going on. The Spygate with the Patriots, like they're like, oh, so the Patriots essentially broke into a Rams practice and filmed it like 
before the Super Bowl. The, the whole thing with this Michigan thing is they bought tickets to the game and attended. <laughs> That's the pride. They filmed it Just with their like phones a from civilian. seats. Yeah. They bought tickets. And I'm like, this whole thing, I'm like, get maybe that's against the rules. And I get maybe I'm, mis- I'm underestimating it. But I'm like, they spent $15,000 on tickets. Michigan football made $50 million next year or last year. Like, So is it, hold on, is it illegal for anyone associated with Michigan's football team to go to another yes, game? Yes, and that's the problem. Now, but, but the important context is oh. the reason you're not, but think about that. You can't scout your other like opponents? This is an entire job in the NFL. It's called advanced scout. They're in the press box at football games. Like, you're going to get yeah. a hot dog. If I'm covering, the, I went to Washington Giants last year, Sunday Night Football, the game that was a tie or whatever. And it's like, the, the advanced scouts for the teams those guys are playing next week are just there, like, in line f- with you for food. And in college football, they're like, we're too cheap. We don't want to pay anyone to do this. So we're going to make it a rule. You can watch the game to. on TV. Dude, I was going to say, can, can you just steal signs from <laughs> watching television? Dude, that some of the things they're accused of are literally, well, they got it from the TV broadcast. I'm like, dude, you don't have the, there's a hundred thousand people at some of these games. They've like, got these gigantic crazy. signs on the side. Yeah. The side also, you're holding I mean, this sign. You're like, no one look at this. <laughs> look away. They show it on TV half the time. They're like, "Look how funny that is! It's Daffy Duck on a on a board." Meanwhile, in also, the NFL, like we we are literally reading verbatim. Yeah. Mike, anyone could pause Amazon Prime is reading Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy's play card like, on TV, and we're like, no one can attend the game. Like the team you're playing next week, you're like, you can't attend the game. You can't buy tickets. This is what crazy was the to what me. was the Venmo part of this whole story? I don't know. I, it's there's so there's honestly, it was like it was like proof that one of the guy one of the Michigan guys went to the Georgia game because oh, yeah. somebody else Venmoed him for like the tickets or something and it, the Venmo was GA. Yeah, and, and, and they the Michigan did it, guy and they didn't make it private. But why, I keep, why would what yeah, not Venmoing on private is insane? Yeah, like, I agree. People who like I don't even Venmo, know why it's an option to be public. Venmo right. letting you try to this is a whole John Mulaney bit in his new. John Mulaney came back and did this little comedy special about like posts, like going to rehab and stuff. And he's like, you people out here, like doing social media, like all my Venmos are for cocaine. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, you people who are like Venmoing in public are crazy. I also it love crazy. reading public Venmos. It's like fascinating. <laughs> who, who does that? I, I, it's crazy. It's like, I holy shit, those like, people are hanging out. It's only, wow. yeah, no, it's only people who don't pizza? know it's public though. Like it's people who don't know that's coming up. Right. No one does well, that. They on just purpose. like don't care, I guess. But I, I'm baffled. I'm completely confounded by why like, people would keep that public. <laughs> you probably downloaded Venmo like seven years ago, so you connected it to Facebook, and so your Facebook friends are like people from high school, or whatever. And you're like, I can't, like, I, I don't even know where you live, and like, I'm seeing who you're paying rent. Let me ask you this: Couldn't Michigan easily just, you know? Hire somebody who doesn't work for Michigan to film the fucking football games filled with a hundred thousand fans. Like, couldn't John Harbaugh be like, "Hey, mom, go to the Georgia game, pull out your phone, and film the sidelines for me"? What th- I think that's exactly what they were doing. Is it what I can tell? And again, I know there's probably details of this that I don't understand or are missing, but like that. Do you think every team's doing that? Just having friends and family filming sidelines? They must be. That I think the organization of it is against the rules. But here's what's funny to me. They have to change the rule and just put the headsets in next year or else yeah. you're basically because here's what's not against the rules as far as I understand it. Now you're just incentivizing all the students to just go for free and put it on a YouTube. Like, like that's the craziest <laughs> part. Cat is like, out of the bag. Someone baby. who just likes yeah. the team can go and just put it on YouTube and like send that in it to an email. I'm like, it, it's just so stupid. It's all because they won't put radios in the helmets. I, I feel like I'm taking crate. I'm reading all this and they're like, Michigan, $15,000 for tickets. And I'm like, that's a great ROI on your $50 million football program. <laughs> it's an incredibly stupid 
situation. You can't pay the other team you're playing money to go to their game? SDSU, if you need me to film some games because our offense is putrid, I will. Let me know. I'll start posting stuff on YouTube. Who do you think is the ore diggers uh, spy? Who do you think goes around in D2, all the D2 games and records them? Colorado School of Mines? Maybe they, again, maybe they're digging tunnels. I was going to say, they're probably going under the stadium. I like that. I mean, they're doing some. They shit on Shepard last year. (laughs) Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you. Email us for your fantasyfootballgmail.com if you're mad what I said about Michigan. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Weezer. Nice. Nice. You've definitely done him. Yeah. Lots of lots of repeats these days, guys. Remember when you were forced to do it and you're like, ah, fuck. I gotta think of a band. It's not as easy yeah. as you think. That's true. <laughs> but look, it's why you're at the top of your game and I'm yeah, it's just, true. you know, I'm just me. <laughs> I just love the idea of them holding the signs and they're like, it's like, I don't know, the cows from the Chick-fil-A commercials and they're like waving them and they're like, no one look. I feel like having somebody interpret a sign is harder than just telling them exactly verbatim what you want them to do. I also love like this is again like to the thing of like what we think about college football players are doing to prep for like one of the reasons that they'd probably be better off just training to be pros and not playing games is like we think that they're like doing all this like game prep and they're flipping through a picture book. Yeah, they're like just like okay, so (laughs) Ariana Grande, Starbucks. Okay, cool. This is a venti. That's our jumbo package. Got it. This is like a game Calvin plays. Like he looks yeah. at one picture. He's like matching up the pictures. It's yeah. like bop it. It's like twist it. <laughs> oh my God. Bop it is so fun. That's the most addicting game ever. To be honest, I hated bop it. I hated bop it too. I hated bop it. I, infuriating game. I hate it. It is infuriating. It. You know what I hate? I hate games that you can't win. You just play until you lose. <laughs> like you don't win bop it's it. like the you game just of go life, until you I have, yeah, bad news about life <laughs> sure. hey that's why i'm like can i at least have a can i at least win a game you know what i mean we can't win life can i at least win a game throw me a bone this is again what i'm dealing with with calvin where calvin thinks he can get everything and i'm like you know what sometimes you can't sometimes we don't get our way you know i mean that's good i, I support that you can't just Cal- calvin's new thing this is such like his generation he asks us to order him stuff like instead of wow. going to the toy store and stuff he's like can you order me a car i'm like there's no this never happened in my generation one time can you wow that is something? wild that's incredible he's like order me a slide just like randomly he'll just say order me a slide I'm like okay wow. what that's wild <laughs> build your own slide that's what we had to do <laughs> that's incredible that's really funny it's like he saw skippy ordered him a backpack from Amazon. He saw that and immediately he was like, I can have anything in the world. It's on Amazon, which is kind of true. So what are you yeah. going to do when he gets old enough to like use your Amazon account if he grabs oh your God. iPad and not like... We're not going to let him have technology forever. He's going to be the last... He's going to be the last kid in his school to get a computer. Just a dinosaur out there. Just no idea what's going on. I think it must be hard now to be a parent and you have like a 14-year-old and they're just like using Postmates and with, without your knowledge, like at all times. Like I, the idea of that growing up is so weird to me. Like the family got together and was like, we're going to order a pizza. If I just secretly called the pizza place and ordered a pizza and then there was a knock at the door and my mom's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I ordered just a pizza for myself. I'm going to (laughs) take it up to my room. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not, that's not how this works. It's so weird that it's like you could have three kids and each of them are ordering different Postmates or Uber Eats meals for each individual person. It's just, just weird. It's like your 12-year-old son has like a five-star rating on DoorDash or Uber or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like ordering like Gatorade and like 
like Gator Gatorade. from like CVS. I would order so much Gatorade when I was 12 years old. <laughs> See, kids love Gatorade. <laughs> Above all things, they love Gatorade. They really do, man. I think it's the and best name to drink vines. ever. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Especially like that throwback commercial they have. Like, I call it Gatorade. Oh, so it's, good. It's, What's your favorite flavor? Probably light blue, blue. or blue. orange. I love the blue. Yeah. I also love, I'm so respect, honestly, people who call Gatorade, color, Gatorade flavors by the name instead of the color are psychos. Well, no, it's like the, <laughs> the names are like, the flavors are like, like frost. Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> I like that blue. <laughs> blue Gatorade. It's like winter <laughs> freeze and it's like it's, light blue. And you're like, what flavor is that? Cold. <laughs> oh my god it's about how we describe flavors usually actually craig like oh, we're, wait, debating, oh, we're debating what tart is wait i still also, don't no, know what tart is oh, nobody dude, knows what, what is tart I've, I've been trying to think i've been pretending my whole life after I know the show I, I know what tart is what is it <laughs> it's sour that's it but what's the difference what do you mean they're two different words well, they don't mean no, exactly no, no, the no. same. Like, it's not a tart candy. It's a sour, <laughs> or a sour patch kid. It's not a tart patch kid. So, like, what is the difference? Like, Are look, they, you know how you can go to a frozen yogurt place and the, where there will be a flavor that's tart? Just tart? That was actually my first job as a frozen yogurt place. Like, there, there was no fro frozen yogurt flavor that says sour. But I think tart is just telling you, like, this is kind of a sour flavor. It's just, it's just mm. like sour. There is no flavor. I think I got confused because tart is also a dish. Mm. Like that isn't little, tart. Yeah, it's like custard with fruit and a pastry. Are tarts tart? Not in my experience, but then again, I don't know what a tart <laughs> means. So, like, I, I don't know. Tarts like, aren't tart. What are we doing here? That's what, that's that actually was a what great I was saying. Point. A lemon that's tart. A, great point. <laughs> a lemon tart's not tart, to my knowledge. Is it sour? Uh, right, well, so lemon is tart. Sour. So, if there's lemon, uh, lemon is tart. So, it's mm. like, I think tart ice cream is just like, <laughs> like it's like, uh, it's like lemon tart. It's like just I like never put that together. I love lemon vague tarts. citrus. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. We should probably I don't know. Go. maybe I'm wrong. I'm just shooting from the hip here. I I have I have no knowledge on tart. That's just like my gut. A tart is a sweet or savory dish. That doesn't make well, any sense. <laughs> well, no, you have to. <laughs> Let me Google what flavor is tart. <laughs> okay, here's the tart. The definition of tart, the adjective, tasting sour like a lemon. That's it. Yeah. But isn't that the lemon opposite of savory? I, 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 I had the same thought. I feel like a yeah. tart because you can make a meat tart, right? There's too many words. Tart is a subset of sour and is a narrower term which suggests acidic fruitiness. Mm -hmm. What's savory? I no. think DK is sour about Google Arthur words. Smith. He's tart <laughs> about Bijan Robinson, and he's savory with a Josh Palmer. So, a food belonging to the category that is salty or spicy rather than sweet. So, it doesn't sound like tart. I it's, thought it's savory how I was like a meat thing. When people say something tastes gamey, I don't really what does that mean? Either. Yeah. It just means like it tastes wild, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, this is how I imagined food There's, that I didn't buy. It's gritty. Tasting. It's yeah. yeah, but there's like no actual way to describe it. She's like, just like imagine like steak, but wilder. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I get Gamey. it. I guess. Like I had elk once, and I was like, this is gamier than than cow. 
And I don't know why. I, I can't describe. It's like saltier. I don't know. Well, this was your moment, Mr. California SoCal. It's because it wasn't raised on a farm, like shoved with pro, like you know, antibiotics its whole life. It's lived a life. That's why that it has. It's it's wise. It's experienced. It's, the tree trunk has rings on it. That's what gaminess is. It's an elder. <laughs> It's the taste of adversity. It was raised in the woods. Therefore, it's gamey. One of ten, just like Arthur Smith. All right, we should go. Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4777 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.